0: When you visit a website and you see a small pop-up that says "Accept or decline cookies or privacy," that is the consent plugin that Google is going to require from March onwards. So it's the installation of that plugin, the setup of consent mode, and then the testing and implementation on your live site.
1: Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer podcast. I'm joined this afternoon by Sachin Raja Sach, how are you doing? Good, James good excellent well it's good to have you back we recorded what we thought was going to be quite a dry podcast late last year all about GA4 and it turned out to be one of the more popular pods of the entire year so we thought we um, would test the audience's patience by discussing uh, privacy and cookies for, for 2024 to see if we can uh, if we can strike strike uh, lightning twice such a lot of people will surprise you out there James they love, <laughs> GA4. They love data <laughs> <laughs> only uh, not as much as yourself so we were chatting before we hit record, and its um, it feels we're recording this pod in late Feb, 2024, and it feels after many years of probably not worrying too much about it. Like marketers, non-technical marketers are starting to kind of go, okay, what's the story here? we um hearing a lot about moving to a cookie-less world. There's talk of Google Chrome turning cookies off on a, on a small subset of browsers. So I think it'd be good, Sash, just to talk about... What you're hearing from Rocket clients and what you're having your team do to, I guess, just in the short term, have Mm. our clients and and our clients' teams ready for, for the changes that are coming.
0: Yeah, I mean, privacy is going to be a big topic in 2024 that we just simply can't ignore. Unfortunately, just like GA4 last year, good news is for marketers, is that all these changes are actually behind the scenes and quite technical updates. So there isn't a great deal that will change in the day-to-day, like there was for GA4. Mm-hmm. In terms of like what how what we're seeing at Rocket, definitely customers who are impacted by EU uh, traffic safety advertising to EU, there is a need to kind of act quite immediately with regulations coming into play in March twenty twenty four. Whereas, but in Australia, we're we're seeing got a little bit more of a leeway um, looking at Q three Q four of this year to be compliant cool
1: and so those practical things we are doing we've been working with clients since the beginning of the year I guess just updating certain elements of Google accounts Facebook accounts just I think those things that would be suggesting to listeners of the pod to be doing if they haven't done
0: yeah that's that's a good question so first what we've done is we've done an audit of our clients to understand where they're getting their traffic from and because EU has been the first mover in shift to more comprehensive privacy regulations we've made sure that we've prioritized any client who has majority or a good portion of their traffic coming from medium to ensure that we go ahead with the implementation of google consent mode um, and other privacy technology that needs to be implemented across facebook and linkedin and so forth
1: yeah and so i guess we're talking here google consent mode and then the facebook capi capi changes the two big ones
0: those are, those are the two big ones and LinkedIn's coming out with its own as well. You might've also heard about Google enhanced conversions as well. So Google Ads has its own tech stack for this as well.
1: And what do marketers need to do? In terms of what
0: marketers need to do, so you have to work with your website administrator, could be a developer, or perhaps even your marketing team to first assess whether you are getting that traffic from EU, And if you are, you need to act immediately. And what you need to do is install so made by Google Tag Manager. Um, yes, it gets. Look, it's getting a bit technical no, here. That's okay. But
1: I think it's good for, to know just the the top level of what does need to be done. So it's it's within Google Tag Manager.
0: Yeah. So just within Google Tag Manager, and what you're having to do is you're having to link Google Tag Manager with something called a consent management platform. Now, you may not know what the, this is, but I'm sure a lot of us have seen this. When you visit a website and you see a small pop up that says accept or decline cookies or privacy that is the consent plugin that google is going to require from march onwards so it's the installation of that plugin the setup of consent mode within google tag manager and then the testing and the implementation on your live site
1: so the sentiment being the eu like a lot of this stuff has basically pushed it saying these things have to be done Uh, the tech platforms have responded in kind with with this setup and does it feel fair to say that even though the majority of listeners to the pod their websites in all likelihood aren't having majority of traffic from the eu but you kind of have to do it because we're having our hands forced by google and and facebook if we um if we don't do it what are the what are the kind of downsides
0: yeah and, and that is the big question with not a lot of information online about the impacts on what this would have specifically in the local market in australia but google has given us hints about what to expect so i remember. I was was talking earlier about GDPR. We do see Australia eventually moving to to replicate something similar in relation to the restrictions that GDPR has in in Europe and Google has acted on that. And that's why we're seeing the removal of cookies from Google Chrome in Q3 and Q4 of of this year. And when we get to that stage, I believe that Google is going to make it mandatory to have consent mode installed in. In Australia as well. Yeah.
1: So I think from a technical viewpoint, it, it, it's important for marketers to integrate those, those setups as we've touched on. And then I think from a how does this actually impact me as a marketer, it's the move to the cookie world, which I think has the most question marks around it. To give some background, basically Google came out late last year. I mean, they've been talking about moving cookie for many years, but essentially came out and said that they would take cookies out of 1% of Chrome browsers um, worldwide starting from January 1 this year. That's now happened. And there's a really good article in MI3, um, which is mi-3.com.au, which is dated 13 Feb 2024, which talks about it's a really good, interesting article looking at both locally and globally kind of what's happening since since that's occurred. And, and it's actually it's quite an interesting push and pull there where Google has done it data suggesting that CPMs for that subset of users has dropped 30% because obviously less information is now being known about those users because cookies can't be placed, third-party cookies can't be placed. And there's actually a lot of pushback from a lot of ad tech providers um, around the world actually not wanting to kind of fast-track that move to, to being cookie-less because I guess those changes that, the technical changes we're making in some ways will then give, give Google probably better insight into users' behavior and therefore allow us as marketers to target those users than I guess if you're relying on third-party cookies and buying audience data through Programmatic. Would that be fair, Saj?
0: Yeah, that's right. That is for users who actually consent into the information being captured by Google. Yeah. Then you've got a sub subset of users who will just you know completely opt out and, and Google's going to lose that capability of, of having information about that segment of users.
1: Do those users... When you say users, do you mean end users to a website or are you talking about people using Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics? And-
0: no, I so end users to a website. Yeah.
1: So I think that the big question for marketers and the ones I guess we're getting at is more around, okay, cool. I understand there's these shifting kind of sands around privacy and tech between Google the European Union and you know, all these things I can't control. And I guess the questions we're getting are, you know, will I still be able to remarket afterwards? Will I still be able to feed my database in and, and match with users? If I'm a car manufacturer, will I be able to target people in market for buying a car? And I guess they're the things that we're getting asked and, and like, what will actually happen out there?
0: There's a couple of things. So the first one that you touched on, personalised ad targeting. For those users who just simply don't don't opt in, they they don't provide consent, when you're advertising your potential audience for targeted ads, may sure. So marketers may see their reach being reduced. Targeting could be less precise um, because with the granular consent options that are now provided to users, we may not be able to collect a whole bunch of information that we were previously used to um, collect about them before. And then what I tend to see happening with this is there's gonna be an increased reliance on contextual targeting and customer mm-hmm. intent targeting. So with content- contextual targeting, that's effectively relying on the content of a website. So if I'm on an automated website, Google will know that and it can serve me ads based on that contextual information. Um, and custom intent targeting, we're using first party data here. I go to Google, I type in buy a Honda, and Google will know that I'm in the market to to buy a Honda.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We recorded a pod probably about a month ago now with our MD David and um, talking about the importance of first party data. And I guess just how these cha- these changes is just one of the reasons as to why first party data has become more and more critical, but it it definitely is just another kind of reason as to why first party data has to be taken so seriously. And in that MI3 piece, it was really interesting that they were kind of saying that in their research, often the more top end of town brands, bigger budgets, bigger brands, had invested much more significantly in first-party data, ID solutions, customer data platforms to actually ready themselves for this change. And it does really reinforce the importance of taking data seriously because it is going to be more difficult to do, not that we could do one-to-one remarketing and retargeting, but that kind of one to very close proximity where it feels that these changes are going to have users based I think like a lot of the Google word is flock and it's kind of more about looking at users that behave in a particular way or interested in a certain product or service or habit or trait and we'll be probably marketing more in those types of areas rather than in this kind of much more precise you've been to my website now six days later you're going to kind of get a certain message that's it and I
0: think it's a really important point to emphasize here because once the time legislation comes into effect in your region we You simply won't be able to retarget to users who don't provide you consent and there's no way around that even if they're logged in you know with their google account or their Meta account you still cannot retarget to them um so yeah that's why first-party data is really really important because then you have the ability to reach your prospective users your existing users and and even your lapsed users as well
1: yeah interesting at the moment the the push by a lot of the kind of non-google ad tech providers and platforms they're actually saying slow down. We don't want Google to fast track the rollout of going cookieless this year. And they've actually they're kind of putting a position paper forward in the UK to, to have the government stop it on kind of competition grounds. And I think the feeling there being is that because Google is a, is implementing and adopting this system themselves, because they have this incredible touch point with users through Chrome and through Maps and YouTube and whatever else, is that if you're a marketer or an advertiser that has previously relied on third-party data. So kind of if you're buying programmatically and you're buying audience types programmatically, it's kind of there where this change is likely to have quite a large impact in the short to medium term. Yeah. The initial look at how that 1% of Chrome users that has been moved cookie in the in the first six weeks of the year was suggesting that CPMs in that segment had dropped 30%. And I presume that's because there isn't the granular level of targeting of those users like we have had to date and kind of feels to me such a little bit like the iOS 14 changes a few years back where it impacted certain clients more than others within Facebook and it had basically everything to do with those, the audience targeting, you know, of those clients within Facebook and um, doesn't mean that social media has become kind of a, a, a debunk way of advertising, but it just means that its effectiveness will change for certain businesses and some will come out ahead and some will come out behind. Exactly. Another element to this is how the changes are going to impact tracking measurement and conversions. Like what, what are you seeing there and any advice for for marketers out there to prepare?
0: Yeah, so when, when this does come into to effect, unfortunately, we will see conversion data impacted specifically for those users who do not provide consent, but this is where Google consent mode comes in. So when a user does opt out, what consent mode will do is that it will actually use AI to model that user's behavior and activity to then predict conversions to appear in your GA4. Now it won't be hundred percent accurate and you may even find larger discrepancies between your GA4 and your internal CRM so I do want to flag that, but mm. then this is where I feel the feedback loop is really important here. So when you're working with those who manage your digital ad platforms, it's really important to feedback that data to them, to let them know what is actually working and what's not working and compare the discrepancies between what they're seeing and what you're seeing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good point. Sach, I reckon that is perfect in terms of the level of detail that we needed to, to go into today. If you want more information on Google Consent Mode, Facebook Cappy. We published an article on the Rocket website, so rocketagency.com.au in the blog, which goes into a lot of detail about the changes and what you need to do. So feel free to to jump to that. I think the MI3 article I referenced is just really good if you're looking at it more from a targeting, what's going to happen by the back end of the year, ad tech, programmatic versus buying within Google. That gives you probably the opposite end of the... um, of the spectrum just in terms of um, how it might impact you but other than that Satch, unless you've got anything else you want to cover i think that's a, a really useful pod.
0: yeah definitely i think that's really good really do you see this year 2024 just being that big inflection point when it comes to privacy so just need to make sure we do take it seriously
1: perfect thanks Satch. thanks james thanks for listening to the smarter marketer podcast stay up to date about new episodes on linkedin and instagram by searching for smarter marketer podcast You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.